Hello and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Siddharth Shah. I am the CEO of Think and Grow Rich Academy. We represent the Napoleon Hill Foundation in India. You were born rich. Chapter 4. Let go and let God. The promised land. No more shall I look to the far skies for my father's loving aid. Since here upon earth his treasure lies and here is his kingdom laid. No more through the mist of things unknown I'll search for the promised land. For time is the footstool of his throne and I am within his hand. The wealth that is more than finest gold is here, if I shall but ask. And wisdom unguessed and power untold are here for every task. The gates of heaven are before my eyes, their key is within my hand. No more shall I look to the far skies, for here is the promised land. Alba Romanus. Let go and let God. Something wonderful is happening. John Canary, the personal coach. How many times have you faced with what appeared to be an insurmountable problem and you silently wished you could turn it over to somebody else for a solution? Or have you ever sat daydreaming, building magnificent images on the screen of your mind, wishing you had a certain sum of money, wanting to take a trip to some exotic place or possibly hoping to be able to purchase the automobile you have always wanted? Wouldn't it be fantastic if there was some magic formula that would give us the things we want and permit us to live the way we choose? Well, there is, and it has been around since time began. Therefore, you can have the things you want, all of them, and you will have them if you will only make the ideas in this book a part of your way of thinking, a part of your way of life. Make up your mind to read this chapter over and over, hundred times if necessary, until you feel deep inside that you really comprehend the idea being expressed. For if you fail to grasp the idea presented to you in this chapter, the rest of the book will be of little value to you. However, once you do understand this chapter, it will be as if a tremendous light has gone on in your mind, truly illuminating your life and you will realize you will never again be the same person you once were. No person, thing or circumstance will intimidate you ever again. Your days of idle wishing will be brought to a halt. Happiness, health and prosperity will follow you all the days of your life and you will spend the rest of your years wanting to share your new understanding with everyone and anyone who is willing to take the time to listen and learn. Be aware, however, that many of the people whom you try to share your new awareness with are simply are not ready for it. In fact, 9 out of 10 people will laugh and tell others you are odd when you have shared your formula, let go and let God with them. You must realize this is because the vast majority of people whom you encounter every day treat God like some cosmic bellboy who is supposed to run and fetch and then deliver. These individuals erroneously believe that merely because a person verbalizes certain thoughts in their mind, God please get me this or God give me that, they will receive what they have asked for. But unfortunately, these people do not understand the true nature of prayer and what is even more tragic, they don't even know that they don't know. Potential is everywhere always. Understand this. Everything you see in this universe, yourself included, is nothing but the expression of an infinite power. This power is forever flowing into and through you. Scientists will tell you that everything is energy. I choose to say that everything is spirit. Let go and let God. For centuries, there has been a select group of people who are the real thinkers. These individuals have always known there is a power which permeates, penetrates and fills the interspaces of the cosmos and that everything you see around you is an expression of that power. The power operates in a very precise manner which is generally called law. In other words, everything comes from one source and that source power always flows and works to and through the individual that is you. Stated slightly differently, the image that you have formed can only come to you on the physical plane of life, your results in one way and that way is by law and through faith. 
The Mormon religion has a scripture in its doctrine and covenants which demonstrates this point extremely well and although I am not a Mormon myself, I have grown to love these lines. There is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world upon which all blessings are predicated. And when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. The more you study this scripture, the more you will appreciate just how perfect it is. The more you understand its truth, the easier it will be for you to improve the quality of your life. Clarence Smithison's Story A number of years ago, when I was working in Chicago, Illinois, I became close friends with a man by the name of Clarence Smithison. Since Clarence is not a celebrity by any means, I am sure you have never heard his name before. In fact, he is such a modest, self-effacing person that if you were to walk into a room crowded with people, you would probably not even notice him. Nevertheless, there is a certain indefinable spark in Clarence Smithison which makes him one of the most remarkable individuals I have ever had the pleasure to know. In an attempt to identify this elusive quality, I have come up with the following hypothesis. Clarence Smithson incorporates within his very being the principle upon which this entire chapter is based. Namely, if a person will let go and let God, that is, have faith that whatever must happen for him to achieve his goal will indeed occur, all things become possible. One day, I confronted Clarence and asked him to share with him his view of faith and more specifically, his explanation of why he personally seemed to possess such a cornucopia of this important attribute. True to his nature, he explained to me he had not developed a complicated philosophy with respect to the subject. He said everything he believed about faith could be summarized in a simple definition and it was this definition which gave him the strength he needed to endure the trials and revolutions in his own life. Faith, he said, is the ability to see the invisible and believe in the incredible and that is what enables believers to receive what the masses think is impossible. I have fallen in love with this particular definition and I have shared it with countless numbers of people since Clarence first shared it with me. Using a slightly different vocabulary, I would make the observation, if you can show me a person who achieves great things, I can show you a person who has great faith in his God-given ability to achieve what he images. In fact, there is absolutely no question in my mind that faith has always been the miracle worker throughout history. It is the connecting link between God and you and therefore it is your most valuable non-physical possession. In truth, it is the cornerstone to everything you will ever build or achieve during the course of your entire lifetime. Comparatively, few people today realize just how much faith in oneself, that part of oneself which is spiritual, perfect, has to do with achievement because the great majority of people never seem to conceive of faith as being a genuine creative force. Yet, the truth is that not only is faith a bona fide power, but it is the greatest one we will ever encounter. In fact, I would go so far as to say that whatever you accomplish in your lifetime will be in direct proportion to number one, intensity and number two, persistence of your faith. David and Goliath Consider for example the biblical story of David and Goliath which surely must rank as one of the greatest testaments ever written on the subject of faith. As you will recall, Goliath the giant of Gath came into the Israelite camp boasting pompously and taunting the Israelites to select a man to do battle with him. The Israelites naturally were terrified and not surprisingly, none of them leaped forward to accept the challenge. Sometime later, however, when Goliath returned to reiterate his challenge, David, an Israelite youth, overheard the giant's obnoxious boasting and he stepped forward to pick up the gauntlet. Finally, after much pleading before his elders for the dubious honor of facing Goliath in battle, the youth was accorded the great privilege of going forth to do battle. The elders insisted, however, that David clothe himself in heavy protective armor. They also gave him a sword with which to smite his powerful adversary. But David said, I am not used to these things. I cannot fight with these handicaps. These are not my weapons. I have other weapons with which to fight the giant. 
So he stripped himself of all his armor and went into battle with no weapon other than a simply slingshot and a few pebbles which he had gathered from the nearby brook. When the giant leader of the Philistines, protected as he was with armor from head to toe, armed with mighty weapons and preceded by his shield bearer, saw the unarmed, unprotected Israelite youth approaching, he was infuriated. He said to David, Come to me, I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Young David, however, never one to be intimidated, answered the giant, saying, Thou comest to me with the sword and the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou had defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hands. While the giant Goliath placed his faith in physical objects like armor, swords and shields, David placed his solely in an unseen God. The result, the young Israelite shepherd defeated his far mightier foe. With nothing save a single stone from his sling, David struck Goliath and the giant fell lifeless to the ground. By accepting the principle, let go and let God, and believing that whatever must happen for you to reach your goal will happen, like David, you too will successfully conquer the giant in your life. That is, you will witness the physical manifestation of your image and in the proper time. You see, the trouble with those of us who fail to achieve what we desire is not that we lack the ability to do so, but that we lack the faith implicit in the let go and let God principle which dictates whatever is necessary for us to reach our goal will indeed occur. We do not believe we can simply tap into the great spiritual reservoir that lies within us to make connection with divinity, all supply or whatever else you wish to call that power which sustains each one of us. However, if you fail to make this connection in your own mind or if you lack the divine self-confidence born of faith in omnipotence, you will never be what you long to be or have what you rightly deserve to have. All of your prayers will return to you unanswered, your best efforts will bear no fruit and your negative attitudes will thwart the realization of your goal. A mind saturated with fear of failure or images of unwanted results can no more accomplish, create or produce anything of value than a stone can violate the law of gravity by flying upwards in the air. You must realize the creator does not alter the law of gravity to accommodate a person who walks off the roof of a house, even though the person may do it unconsciously or in a drug state. Similarly, the creative principle of the law of achievement cannot be violated with impunity. Therefore, you will achieve what you desire, be what you long to be only when you become obedient to that inexorable law of life. To recapitulate, the first step in the creative process is to relax and see yourself already in possession of the good that you desire. Build the image. The second step is to let go and let God. In working with spirit, it helps to focus on the truth that spirit is in all places at all times. Since this is so, it follows that you possess the God-like ability to tap into positive thoughts anytime you wish and anywhere you choose. Moreover, once you become aware of your kinship with the creative power, that you are in truth a child of spirit, you cannot possibly be anything other than positive, forceful, radiant and self-reliant in your dealings with the world, a conqueror of those forces which would attempt to drag you down or hold you back. Once this happens, all the forces in the universe will come together to help you reach your goal or the manifestation of your image. Finally, gaining the understanding that you are made in the image of the creator of the universe and are a living part of the eternal spirit will ultimately transform the results that you are achieving in your life every day. Another thing you should know about spirit is that it is a power which is forever flowing into and through you. We also call this power thought. But as spirit or thought flows into you, you choose the image you will then form with it. Experiment for yourself. Sit back, relax and then become fully aware of this great creative capacity. You can actually form one image or picture after another on the screen of your mind. Images of things which already exist physically like your car, your home, your place or business or images of things that you do not exist such as your short term and long term goals. 
But the point I want to impress upon you now is that although spirit is the very essence of your being, it will never move into form or into an image without your assistance. So those people who sit back and do nothing saying God will look after me are just fooling themselves. For since it is true that God helps only those who first help themselves, it follows that you must always do your part to start the creative process in motion. You must always build the image and know in your heart the image will materialize. You must come to look upon God as being a great unseen provider who inhabits every fiber of your being and you must also understand that the instant you form the image in your mind, God will go to work in God's perfect way and move you into an entirely new vibration that is you will begin to feel differently so always remember the new feeling coming over you is really god at work and although you may sometimes express your elation by saying you feel enthusiastic remember that the word enthusiasm is just a derivation from the early greek entheos meaning in god your enthusiastic attitude will in turn cause your actions to change and you will start behaving differently. Moreover, not only will you begin to act differently yourself, but because of the new vibration you are in, you will begin to gravitate toward and to attract to you other like-minded people. Strange and wonderful things will begin to happen to you and with such regularity that you will be at a loss to explain or even to comprehend what is going on. So don't even make the attempt. Just understand it is God's way or the way of the creative force and accept the good as it comes and expect more of the same in the future. The skeptics will begin to say you are just lucky and you should let it go at that for as long as you continue to hold the image in your mind of the good you desire, you will always be rewarded. Just have faith that what should happen must happen and in the right time it will happen. Always remember that the image which you keep affirming in your heart or your subconscious mind is being impressed upon the spirit and spirit has the ability to convert your present dreams into your future reality. On the surface, it might appear from time to time that things are not going well and you may begin to worry you are moving in the wrong direction. But let me assure you, this will not be the case as long as you keep the image of the good you desire firmly planted in your subconscious mind. For if you do this, you will continue to move in the only direction in which you can move in order to get to where you want to go. Don't forget, it is never sufficient to believe in yourself, that part of you which God created in his image only when you feel particularly enthusiastic or when some particular good fortune has befallen you. It is never adequate to have faith sporadically, to get enthusiastic over your prospects and then to undermine all of your mental kingdom. It won't do to keep dropping down again and again like the frog trying to get out of a well but is feeling weaker and more discouraged after each fall. Any person who starts that type of process in motion is letting go of his image of prospects and is using his creative powers to build images of poverty instead. And as we have already said, God, being a just God, will always work to bring about your ultimate good. But always bear in mind, it is your innermost thoughts and images you are requesting, not the words to which you might only be paying lip service. Therefore, make it a habit to begin and end each day with a declaration of faith in yourself, created after God's image and in his power, whatever you choose to call it. Guard this faith zealously as you would your most precious possession and ensure that it never be imperiled by weak, downhearted and negative thoughts. Doubts, fears, pessimism and negative thinking poison the very source of life. They sap energy, enthusiasm, ambition, hope, faith and everything else which makes life purposeful, joyful and creative. You must consciously entertain only the mental allies of your ambition and those attributes which will help you realize the manifestation of your goal. For when you are firmly grounded in faith, negative thoughts will have no power over you. because. They will not be in harmonious vibration with your new image. You will be mentally strong through the conscious awareness of God's power within you. When times get tough, when times get tough, you must get tougher and you can.
As Dr. Robert Shuler said, tough times never last, but tough people do. So if you find your faith slipping or you find yourself running low on this great motor power, which accomplished so many wonderful things, you can do something about it. The following exercise works for me. It has for years and I know it will work for you too. You can build huge reservoirs of mental power by simply employing a daily auto-suggestive technique for the acquisition and the strengthening of this greatest and most necessary of all human attributes, faith. Note that when you are giving yourself this mental treatment, you should always go off by yourself and speak out loud to yourself in a firm, decided tone of voice. Verbalize what you are saying just as earnestly as if you were speaking to someone else whom you wish to impress with the great importance of what you are asserting. When you speak to yourself, begin with your own name and continue as follows. Your name, you are a child of God and the being God made was never intended for the sort of weak, negative life you are leading. God made you for success, not failure. God never made anyone to be a failure. You are perverting the great object of your existence by giving way to these miserable doubts of yourself, of your ability to be what you desire with all your heart to be. You should be ashamed to go out amongst your associates with a long, sad, dejected face as though you were a misfit, as though you lacked creative power within, as though you did not have the ability to do what your creator sent you here to do. You were made to express what you long to express. Why not do this? Why not stand and walk like a conqueror, like a David who slew Goliath, instead of giving way to discouragement and doubt and carrying on like a failure? The image of perfection, the image of creator lies within you. You must bring it to the center of your conscious thought and express it to the world. Don't disgrace your maker by violating that image, by being everything but the magnificent success God intended you to be. There is a tremendous achievement force and upbuilding and strengthening power in the asserting of confidence in the creator and that you are created in his image. This is not egotism, not the glorification of the parody of the man or woman which wrong thinking or wrong living has made. It is simply the assertion of your kinship with God. Do not force it to happen. There should be no force associated with the manifestation of your image because force negates. Trying to do it your way by forcing things to happen is not necessarily God's way. Therefore, learn to follow what you hear inside rather than what others may be telling you to do. Be aware that the quiet voice within often tells you to do things which run counter to the way most people live their lives. But do not be unduly concerned by this. Many of the world's greatest leaders were considered heretics by their peers simply because they chose to march to the tune of a different drummer. These individuals were following the quiet voice within them rather than doing the things considered fashionable in their day. Let your image sink deep into the treasury of your subconscious mind. Let yourself get totally and emotionally involved with your image because by doing this you are letting go and letting God. Understand moreover that if you should falter for any reason and go your own way, the minute you recognize your error and reaffirm your image, spirit will pick up right where it left off when you chose to take over the controls. Then you will instantaneously be back in the right vibration and on the correct path, leading to success in life. Follow the instructions on the next page to the letter. First principle, relax and see yourself already in possession of the good that you desire. Second principle, let go and let God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Leave a review, share, subscribe to my podcast and also follow me on other social media handles and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.